everybody, and welcome to the Mosaic Campus Church Podcast. We are so, so, so happy you decided to join us here today. Uh, today's talk, we are continuing our series that we've been doing on Sunday nights at Mosaic called Thank God It's 2021. Um, and basically, this is a three-part series where we're hoping just to set our church family up in the best way possible heading into a new year after what was probably the worst year of our lives so far. So um, hope you enjoy this. Um, you are not listening to me today. You get the privilege and honor of listening to Courtney Sturge, who absolutely killed this talk Sunday night. Um, I gave her a bit of a difficult topic or one that people probably don't necessarily love to talk about, where I wanted her to address um, how is it that we um, biblically um, and even scripturally handle disappointments that I can't even say may come, but will come in 2021. And she's extremely vulnerable, um, but extremely wise in uh, talking about how we can navigate uh, the disappointments that will come in this coming year. So hope you enjoy. As always, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, You can message us on one of our social media platforms. We would love to hear from you. Have a great day, and we'll see you soon. just going to chat with you a few, for a few minutes tonight about uh, disappointment, which nobody wants to hear about. <laughs> um, Steve asked me to speak tonight, and um, he said, oh, in January, I'm going to be talking about purpose and this and that and hope, and you can talk about disappointment. <laughs> and I was like, cool, cool, awesome, good. Um, so I'm sure you, like me and like pretty much everybody else, can agree that 2020 has been chock full of disappointments and hardship and hurt and um, all that stuff that we would prefer to have left in 2020. Um, But we're just going to chat a little bit about that tonight, um, about those things that happened to us in 2020 and about the disappointment and the hurt and all of that that we endured in the past year um, and how we can kind of deal with that going forward and um, how we can deal with that in 2021. So I wish, like I'm sure many of you do, um, that on New Year's at 12 o'clock midnight, January 1st, 2020, and all of its crap and all of its disappointment and hurt and hardship and all of that was done. Uh, It was like breaking a curse and all of the things that we've lost this year would have been returned to us. Um, All the time we felt was wasted, all the opportunities to spend time with your friends and your family uh, that maybe you feel like you missed. Um, your graduations and convocations and uh, weddings and new jobs and things like that that you would have liked to celebrate with people uh, around you who you love and who love you and you didn't get to. Um, All the plans you had that felt like they were tossed out the window and um, lots of things you felt like you maybe missed in the past year. So everywhere I've gone for the past few months and maybe you're like me and you've heard everybody saying, oh, 2021 is going to be better, 2020 is almost over, Um, hopefully we can leave that alone now, Uh, and we're going to be in a new year, and everything's going to be good, and 2021 is going to be better than 2020 was. And they're hoping to leave all your hurt and disappointment um, and all the hardships and troubles and things that happened to us in 2020, we're hoping to leave that there and walk into 2021 and everything would be fantastic and, and everything would be resolved. So... To be the bearer of really good news, I'll tell you tonight that that's not going to be the case. Um, 
you've looked at the news or anything in the past two weeks, the first two weeks of 2020, uh, you'll know that there are still troubles and difficulties and hardship and hurt, um, and that 2021 did not erase all of the things, um, hard things that we went through in 2020. So, sorry to tell you, <laughs> but 2021 um, is not going to be the perfect year. Um, it's not going to take away all the hurt and sickness and upset and disappointment. Um, 2020 did suck. <laughs> I will tell you right now, um, everybody will agree with you if you tell them 2020 sucks. Uh, it was the worst year for a lot of people. It was really hard. Um, it was exhausting to watch our world fall apart uh, by all means, and it's still exhausting, and it's still really hard uh, to watch the things that are happening globally and, and around the world and even in North America. Um, the hurt and disappointment of that year was so widespread, and maybe that's why it was so exhausting, because it was happening to everybody, and it felt like we couldn't catch our breath with all the things that were happening with tragedy and sickness and death and racism and all these other issues that it's, have long been issues but seemed like 2020 brought them to the foreground or something. Um, and it's easy to blame all that stuff on the year 2020 and say, well, that was because we were in that horrible year and that happened in 2020 and all of those things. But unfortunately, some of that stuff, hurt and anxiety and disappointment and exhaustion and all of that um, is going to follow us into 2021. So how do we deal with that? Like how going forward do we deal with all these emotions and feelings that we have about this really horrible year that we just lived through? Um, tonight I'm going to read from Matthew 11. It's verses 28 to 30. And in the message version it reads like this. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Um, here's the first thing about this passage in Matthew. Jesus acknowledges our burdens. He acknowledges that we're tired, that we're worn out, that we're burned out on religion. Um, and it's so, I find it so healing and so good to know that Jesus doesn't judge anybody. Um, if you're burdened, he doesn't judge you for that burden. If you're sad, he doesn't judge you for that sadness. If you're tired or disappointed uh, or brokenhearted, he doesn't judge you on any of those things. Um, he doesn't say, oh, well, you wouldn't be so tired if you... Uh, spent more time in my word, or if you were more faithful with your giving, or if you did more, or he doesn't say any of that. If you had a better prayer life, um, that's not what he's getting at. This is not the things he's getting at here. He's tender to us. He acknowledges that we're tired, that we're worn out, that these are valid things to feel, valid emotions, um, and he doesn't brush us off. He doesn't say, well, that's because you didn't give enough last year, or that's because in 2020 you didn't spend enough time in my word. But what he does say is, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. So after he acknowledges that we're tired and we're weary and we're burned out, he says, walk with me, come with me, watch how I do things. He invites us into his way of doing things. He reminds us um, that he's God with us, that he wants to walk with us. 
Um, lots of times at Christmas, we hear all kinds of things about Emmanuel, God with us, and we're thinking about God with us. And then by January, if you're like anything like me, uh, we've already forgotten about, about God with us, and we've forgotten about Emmanuel, and that's just the baby in the manger, and we've already started trying to do things on our own and make things better on our own and change and grow and set these resolutions and improve on our own. Um, but he's still Emmanuel, God with us, in January, same as he was in December, uh, in 2020, same as he was, is going to be in 2021. And he's inviting us to walk with him, to see how he does it, uh, to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And then he promises not to lay anything heavy on us. He says, I won't put anything heavy on you, nothing ill-fitting. Uh, maybe you're here tonight and you already feel, feel like I'm weighed down already by heavy stuff and ill-fitting stuff and uncomfortable things. Um, and maybe you feel like, like many people do, that this whole past year was full of heavy and ill-fitting and uncomfortable things. And maybe you're like, I don't know what Jesus means here by not putting anything heavy on me. This whole year has been heavy. My whole 2020, my personal life and global life has been heavy. Racism is heavy. A global pandemic is heavy. The news is exhausting. I'm weary. What does he mean by not putting any of this stuff on me? I don't understand. I already feel like I'm carrying all this stuff. But he says, walk with me. Come with me. Keep company with me. And you will learn how to live lightly and freely. Just keep company with me, with the light of the world and the bread of life and the good shepherd and the true vine and the way, the truth, and the life. Keep company with him, with Emmanuel, the God with us, and then we'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Keep company with him and all the things that are difficult in your personal life or you feel difficult globally, all those things won't seem so heavy and unbearable when you keep company with him. And maybe you're here tonight and you're like, yeah, I believe that. That's, that's true. I, I totally believe that. Jesus gives us real rest, real peace. He gives us joy. It's all good. And maybe you're, you don't believe me. And that's okay too. Maybe you're thinking that there's no way that's true because this whole year was hard. Um, I can't count on two hands all the bad things that happened to my family, all the bad things that happened in my community, in my world. And it just doesn't, that, it's too, that's too simple. That's just not how it works. And if I'm honest with you for a minute, I've read this passage in Matthew a lot of times in my life. Because um, a lot of times um, I've returned to it because things in my life felt heavy or ill-fitting. Uh, and I, I needed for Jesus to show me how to live lightly, how to live freely, how not to carry or crumble under the weight of those things. And it's really easy to feel those things, to feel tired and worn out and all that stuff when all of the things that have been going on in our world globally, and maybe even in your life personally, uh, this past year. And sometimes I've read this passage and I'm like, yes, I believe this. Yeah, it's good. Jesus, I just have to walk with Jesus. Everything's fine. And I'll know peace and I'll know rest and all will be well. And on the days when I read this and I believe it, uh, it changes everything. When I believe it, I'm not afraid. When I believe it, I'm certain everything is going to be made right. When I believe it, I know death does not have the final word and sickness does not have the final word. When I believe it, I know 2020 was not a surprise to God and that we can have the hope of walking with Jesus. And as we walk with him, that will change us. Um, the one who brings life out of death and light out of darkness and healing out of sickness and, and wholeness out of brokenness. 
Um, when I believe that, then it's all good. But there are days, too, when I read it and it's a little bit harder to believe. Um, and maybe coming out of 2020, you feel like that. Maybe it's a little bit harder to believe um, that, you know, we just walk with Jesus and watch how he does it and all will be well. It's harder to rationalize that the answer for all these things um, is just to walk with Jesus. It seems too simple and it seems too hard and um, it's hard to believe. But even in those times when you're, you read things like this in the Bible and, you know, it says God is with us and cast our anxiety on him and uh, he's Emmanuel, God with us, we can still trust those things, those promises in the Bible, even when they're harder to believe. Even like in the year 2020, it's hard to see um, where Emmanuel, God with us, maybe you feel like where was he in 2020. Um, but God with us was in every hospital room and um, in every ICU bed, and God with us at every graveside, and God with the people for whom the gospel is good news, and with the people who aren't really sure about that yet, with God with us with every healthcare worker, and grocery store cashier, and teacher, and person trying to figure out how to stay financially afloat. He's God with us with every pastor trying to figure out how to do their job right now, He's God with every student whose life and plans have shifted and been uprooted and changed. He's God with every person who's separated from the people that they love this year. He's God with every immigrant, every addict, every person who feels displaced, with every protester, every person who is experiencing homelessness. He's God with the mourning and the scared and the sick and the angry and the tired. He's God with you and he's God with me. And so on the days when I really believe that walking with Jesus is all it takes, and on the days when I only have the belief that he's God with us, Emmanuel, he's still enough because he's all of that. Our world, unfortunately, um, you and I wish it were different, but it will not magically be rid of trouble uh, because it's 2021 and um, all our trials and hardships won't disappear, which I'm sure is very encouraging for you tonight, by the way. Um, but our world is going to be weird and different and hard for a little while longer yet, uh, just to keep up with bringing you the good news here tonight. But that's just the truth. That is the truth of where we are as a society. It's the truth of where we are globally right now. And even maybe personally in your life, that's the truth of where you are. We will feel fatigued. We will wish probably for 2020. Sorry, 2022. We certainly won't wish for 2020. Um, but we'll wish for 2022. Well, maybe 2022 will be better. Um, but the reality is that this crisis we're going through globally is probably not going to pass for a little while yet. And even when it does, even when the coronavirus is over and there's a new president in the United States and all these things, um, other trials are going to come. Other hardships are going to find us. Other crises are going to unfold throughout the course of your life. If you care at all about our world and the people in it, you will be devastated again. <laughs> if you are part of a church family, you will be disappointed again. Um, if you dare to love other people, if you have a family that you're close with, siblings, you're going to be annoyed. You're going to be exhausted. Um, if you let people into your circle... Um, if you have a family of your own, you're going to be angry, you're going to be hurt, you're going to want to pull your hair out probably sometimes. But Jesus in all his grace will acknowledge all your burdens, little or big, um, on a little personal scale or globally, 
He acknowledges that weariness, that burnout, that you're tired, that you're disappointed, that you're hurt. And he will meet you where you are and invite you over and over and over again um, to walk with him, to watch him, to learn how he does it. No matter how many times it takes, he'll keep saying, just walk with me, walk with me over and over and over again until we get it. And so in 2021, we can either let ourselves be swept away by the rising tide of anxiety and disappointment and hurt and stress. And don't get me wrong, those feelings are valid and they're real. Um, and they're hard. Those are hard things. And this has been a really tough year for a lot of people. And those are things that we're carrying and we're dealing with. Living in our current circumstances globally and, and in your personal life might be really hard. And you might have these emotions and they're valid and they're real. Um, but we can be swept up in those things. Or we can hold fast to Jesus. We can walk with him, keep company with him, know his promises are good. We can learn to live lightly and freely. We can trust he's faithful. We can be confident that he has good plans for us. We can hold fast to Jesus and still know that grief and hurt and disappointment is real. And we can still hold those things together. We can hold fast to Jesus and know that in our coming and in our going, in our weeping and rejoicing, he is with us and he is for us. And the writer of Hebrews says, let us hold fast to this confession of our hope without wavering, that he who has promised is faithful. So we can hope and we can hold on to that hope because we know that the promises of Jesus are going to come because he's true to those promises. He's faithful to those, what he's promised he's going to do for us. He does what he says he's going to do. And I know we don't typically do this at Mosaic. Usually we sing all the songs and then um, we hear the word and then we are dismissed. But tonight I just, I wanted us to sing and just to take a moment to reflect. Um, sometimes this gives us some time to reflect on what we've heard and maybe you want to reflect on 2020 and the things that have happened to you and, um, just to, to just take a moment to think about those things. And if uh, Alyssa and the band want to come back, you can. And we're going to sing an older song tonight. Maybe you know it, maybe you don't. Um, but it's the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. And that's a hard thing to sing these days. And sometimes it's a hard thing to sing anyway. Uh, depending what you're going through and where you are in your life, it's hard to just say, yeah, it's good. Everything is it's well with my soul. It's, everything's good. Um, but if you don't know um, the story of the hymn writer who wrote this song, I'll just tell you it briefly. Uh, his name was Horatio Spafford, uh, which is quite a name. Uh, and he wrote it as well with my soul after some traumatic events in his own life. Uh, his four-year-old son died. Then he was a very successful lawyer, um, and he invested significantly in property uh, in the Chicago area. And the Chicago fire of 1871 ruined him financially, ruined all of his properties that he invested money in. And um, then he plans to travel to England with his family at, at the point of this economic downturn. And he sends his wife and his daughters on ahead of him. And um, the ship that his family was on collides with another ship and sinks. And his four daughters uh, die. And his wife sends him a telegram, which is now quite famous. Uh, she says, saved alone. 
And shortly afterwards, he travels to England to meet his wife. And as he passes over the place, the, the part of the ocean, uh, where the ship sank and his daughters had died, he begins to pen this, this hymn. And he, he says, whatever trials come, hardship or death or financial issues or sickness or grief, um, God is good and he's still God with us. And it can be well with our soul because we know that his promises are true and he's faithful. And in my own life, um, there have been a lot of times when it's not felt very well with my soul. Um, where my world has felt a little turned upside down. And maybe your world feels like that tonight. Maybe personally, or maybe with everything going on, you've just felt like everything is upside down. And it doesn't feel like a lot of things are well with your soul. It doesn't feel like maybe anything's ever going to be well with your soul ever again. <laughs> I've been there too. Um, and in those times, and uh, Brad is here tonight, and he will tell you this is true. <laughs> this happened uh, when I was at Tyndale. And I would sing it as well with my soul over and over, <laughs> week after week after week after week, until um, classmates and friends would say, do we have to sing it as well? This week at chapel, we've sang it the last 17 weeks. Let's please not sing it this week. Um, but I needed to sing it because... As I sang it, I began to believe that it could be well. I began to understand that God goes before me and behind me and beside me. That even though your body is sick, maybe, maybe your bank account is empty, maybe your heart is broken, maybe you're weary and exhausted, maybe the world around you is in turmoil, maybe your own personal life is in turmoil, but because of who walks beside us, because of the God who invites us over and over and over again and again to walk with him, to keep company with him, to see how he does it, all those things can happen to you. Grief and death and sickness and pain, and it can still be well with your soul. So I'm going to ask you to stand tonight, and we're going to sing this and just declare it. And if you believe it tonight, if your life is going good, sing it and declare it as well with my soul because of who my God is, because he's faithful and he's good. And if you're in a place tonight where you can't believe that yet, sing it until it's true. Sing it until you understand and you know who it is that holds your tomorrow. Sing it until you understand who goes before you and behind you and beside you. We're just going to sing that this, this evening, and I just want you to take a minute, reflect on, on 2020, reflect on where your life has been in the last 12 months, reflect on the things that have gone wrong, um, and declare that it is well with my soul because I know who goes before me. I know who holds tomorrow. I know the God of 2020 is the God of 2021, and I know he's the same yesterday as he will be tomorrow, as he will be forever. And he's faithful. That's who he is. <laughs>